Welcome to the Broken Sun. Welcome back, everybody. This is Specters of a Broken Sun, season two of our Stories of a Broken Sun podcast. We are moving into session two of the season proper, and things left off in such a wonderful place last time, but we'll get to that. First, I would like to introduce you to our wonderful band of braves who will be playing the characters that uh, populate this world, at least the player characters. So I'm going to go counterclockwise from myself in our video call here and introduce Keekers. Hi everyone, it's me, Keekers, also known as Colleen. I am she slash her. You can find me on Twitter at BeaspaceCat, um, and you can also find me on many other interweb websites under the same name. I play CD, they slash them, the mortician, doctor, and jailbird. Indeed, you did do some hard time for a few hours last session before... Sarah came to spring you from the the clink from the hooskow. <laughs> yeah, CZ definitely had started to like mark up the walls with like checks or the little like <laughs> it had lines. been literally five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of marking days, it was just marking minutes. Exactly. <laughs> the whole wall was covered. It's been so many minutes. CD just is. I would not say that they live outside of time but they live at a faster rate than us normal beings do. She has to go fast through time. Yes, always. <sighs> We're also joined by OG Brown Sugar. Hi, everyone. I'm Velvet. Uh, you can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. I use she, her, and I play Augustus, they, them. Really the only responsible and respectable person in this entourage. Everybody else <laughs> be going to jail and starting bar fights. <laughs> That's true. Augustus was uh, playing up the respectability politics in our last session and escaped unscathed except for having their identity and location recorded in that place. I believe when last we left off, Augustus was attempting to defray suspicion somehow by what offering to purchase the location or starting to enter negotiations to purchase that location, the bar that had burned down and had a hole inside. Yeah, there were some pretty passive-aggressive negotiations. <laughs> and finally, we are joined by Salastreus. Hi, everybody. My name is Michael Blood, and I use uh, they-them pronouns. For the purposes of the podcast, I play Slip, who also is they-them. And Slip is definitely a consummate coward. Slip did a good runaway, yeah, at the end of last session. <laughs> to be fair, Slip did run into their uh, hated rival, Whiskey Tango, on the mean streets. Whiskey Tango went on to arrest CD for their own protection. And I'm Matt. I also go by ARP. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. I am the friendly guide on this here podcast, and I will be shaping the world uh, around the decisions that these players make. So I am also playing the game. Uh, I just sort of like it's an asymmetrical 
game. My rules are slightly different from everyone else's, but we're all still playing together. So the three of you uh, find yourself back aboard the probable cause. I can't remember if we've described the probable cause, but it is a large chrome sphere that you all live on and it rolls around. It's got like a gyro stabilizer. So the interior stays mostly still while the hull rolls around it. It's like one of those ball bearings in one of those children's maze toys uh, or a pinball that makes its way through the layers. Where have you been hiding out? Because you've got four heat in the mid layers. Uh, you've got zero heat everywhere else. So just as a reminder, I put that on your probable cause character sheet, unless it didn't save. No, it did save. So you have zero heat in core, zero heat in the inner, four heat in mid, and zero heat in outer. So where do you think you have brought your orb to lay low? You think we're in the outer layers? Probably. Okay. The uh, outer layers are more fraught than usual right now because pretty recently there was a big old explosion that blew off part of the outer hull. Uh, and that caused a lot of damage to many of the systems that keep this battle station fully operational. Uh, it's still operating, but it's been having issues with power. Lights have been flickering. There have been rolling brownouts. Uh, in the sim, particularly in the uh, mid and outer layers, everything seems fine in the core and the inner layers, of course. Were there any casualties reported? Uh, it is hard to say. They're still working through the emergency response reports. And the primary concern of the people in charge of these investigations is infrastructure damage and damage to the station itself. Not so much what happened to all of the people who crawl around on the outer layers eking out a survival, because a lot of them are backed up. So for most people, they just figure, oh, we, we can just re-download them. It's fine. We'll upload them into a new starter body, and they'll, even if their house has been destroyed, whatever, we'll, we'll give them a shack somewhere. There are probably camps set up and, and things like that around the damaged areas. Oh, I was going to say, like, I, I, I can't see Sun government providing anyone with a house. Well, not a house, but a space, perhaps. Well, you know, like those big old, like, gymnasiums or what what have you. <laughs> they get the funniest to cover their heads from the acid rain. Supply closets, uh, you know, nooks and crannies. And speaking of nooks and crannies, there's a big news story that has been making the rounds. And uh, Terry has been playing it for you in its most recent form. So in the news story, you uh, see the little jing. You hear the little jingle as the hollow screen pops out, like do 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 do. As this is HMG, Jennifer Trefire, the chief executive guru of Olympian Interior Design, announced today that her company had won the Solar Free State contract to install new power generation systems in the wake of the recent station terrorist attack. With a significant section of the hull damaged, the power grid has been taxed beyond its limits, leading to rationing and rolling sim brownouts in the outer layers. Several companies, including ExoDev, Nimbus Heavy Aerospace, and even the Solar Workers Union, put forward proposals to alleviate the issue. The SFS High Council selected Olympian Interior Design's mandatory minimalism plan after a great deal of debate and several public hearings. Chairman General Major Payne called it the most humane and affordable option. Reached for comment earlier today, Jennifer Trefire had this to say. Mandy Mini is a simple plan, really. We need more power, and for that, we need more generators. And for that, we need more space. 
Many of our citizens living in the mid and outer layers don't need a lot of physical room, as they have ready access to the sim and no biological needs to speak of. So their living quarters can be optimized to make space for generators in unused nooks and crannies. Our fabulous designers have found a way to streamline approximately 1 million apartments, and we'll be sending out plans to all affected citizens in the next few days. And don't worry, folks. We've made sure that the generators are all decorated in the latest styles. We've taken inspiration from our friends on the station with this exotic Star of Yogg pattern, and we've built the generators specifically to emit soothingly primitive desert rhythms as they run. You won't even notice they're there! Citizens who are unable to rearrange their living spaces and pare down their belongings to accommodate the new generators will receive assistance from Thetacom and Colrain contractors in making the necessary adjustments. This has been Li Xia for Huateng Media Group. Stay tuned for a new procedurally generated episode of the Primeval Atom Hypothesis. This week's episode, The Taurus Corollary. The news report ends. CD starts pretending to punch the air uh, like it's a punching bag. That must look fairly interesting with your servo arms going... And CD kind of like cranes their head around is like, if y'all ever pay attention, you notice that like 50% of what I do is always like a reference to something else. The pile of junk that makes up Slip just turns towards Augustus's presumably gorgeous bot. And uh, just, I didn't get that. Did you get that? I didn't get that. I will hold up my data pad that is actually a small bingo board throughout the day. I will use it to cross out all the references CD makes. <laughs> It's not a drinking game. <laughs> what are you going to drink? Uh, you're Oil? right. Or Acid. alcohol, mm. if we're going uh, Futurama robot rules. But so Augustus just crossed out FF7. <laughs> oh, no, they crossed uh, out that get... little board game where you move the punching boxing robots. <laughs> Rock'em Sock'em. Rock'em Sock'em. Those are a different one. Oh, okay. They've never played FF7 then. It would be a very old game at this point. But maybe there's been a remake to the remake. There's the re re release of the great old story. Mm. Final Fantasy VII Omega Drive X fifth erd. <laughs> Someone transliterate took, that. Put, put that on the Twitter. Yeah. I took inspiration from Guilty Gear titles. Okay, so there's a uh, ping on your data pad CD. You've received an official email. Ooh. CD stops uh, doing their impression and picks up their data pad and looks at it. Okay. The uh, subject line just reads, Congratulations! Congratulations! I've probably been selected to receive some sort of special money that someone wants to wire transfer me from, like, one of the outer layers. Or, or your house know. has been randomly selected to be downsized. Oh, Is it from the deposed Neptunian prince? <laughs> There has been a, a spam email that goes around every few decades uh, that claims to be from a prince on the station. They need your help transferring their natural resources. You know, they're being held in escrow by the, the uh, what would they call them? By the hexcoms. The, he the, the hex cops is what they call them. The hex cops. Magical police officers who uh, get in the way of gov-fearing, yog-fearing citizens. The people on the station don't actually know anything about what's happening uh, on 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 the station. The people on the battle station, I should say, don't have no idea what's actually happening on the station. They just make things up. On fact about the hexacops, their vehicles are hexagonal. They just go in big donuts. Like we make Yogg up? Yeah. Yogg is, as far as they care to learn, 
what gov is called. They haven't, I mean, they could find out. They could find this out. They don't. I guess, like, YOG does make a little bit more sense because it could be the uh, rearranging of some of the letters, but it's still wrong. Anyway, uh, CD will open the email, but quickly write a note down beforehand in their thing that there might be a resistance thing on the station. Codename Avalanche. (laughs) So the email pops open and you see the face of Jennifer Trefire, Jen to her friends. Says, congratulations, CD. You've been selected for the Mandy Mini program. Oh, no. Oh, no. And there's uh, more information telling you about the, the deadline that you have to throw out about three quarters of your belongings. And uh, they're going to send you, as it turns out, basically extremely cheap, like, tin partitions that you'll be able to put up around the space that you wish to live in and then the rest of the space in your current home will be used for generators you look at it and despite what they said in the advertisement it looks like they're actually going to be taking up about 80 percent of your current living space with generators this is not good yeah how bad's it looking the deadline is in 10 days at which point you will have uh assistance from thetacom or coal rain contractors who will come to your home and assist you in making the necessary adjustments. Well, I guess I'm going to have to find a play, a different place to put all of my stuff, because I'm not getting rid of all of my stuff. Wait, you have stuff in your apartment and in that pile in your room? There's more? Of course. It just hangs there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, is, what else is CD going to say? They don't want to uh, say too much about their hoard. Yeah, we just pan over to the horde that is just sliding out of the room. (laughs) Like like the appetizer from SpongeBob. (laughs) Legally distinct, Bob. How difficult is it every time you open the door to your quarters on the probable cause to actually get inside without being buried under an avalanche? I think that's... Oh, under an avalanche, yes. Uh, I think that CD has it all, like, in containers. Well, they do... uh, have this quote-unquote hoard, they are at least organized about it because, you know, everything is important to them. Um, I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea about CDs uh, hoarding necessarily being the now-diagnosable mental illness-related thing of hoarding. I think that CD has gone through enough therapy or whatever that they don't hold on to things that are necessarily uh useless or hold no value but it's more like one of those people that have a very organized collection that just is taken completely over right that sounds equivocating Yeah, but what I'm saying is that I don't want to identify, I don't want to be equating an actual illness here as much. I don't want to be disrespectful to people that do have that problem. CD has a collection of important, like, cultural artifacts. Yes. Primarily surrounding death and death rituals, right? Yeah, that's that's most of it. CD is... CD is very old, like all of you, or as far as we know. I resent that. So it's been several centuries that most of you have existed. So 
during that time, even a sort of a moderately interested collector would amass quite quite a treasure hoard. Exactly. I mean, there are other things in there that wouldn't necessarily be considered death exactly. But, you know, like the Operation game, it's just because it's more doctor or there is... Obviously, everyone's going to own things that have sentimental value. But anyway, I think that what CD is now faced with is like, okay, I'm going to have to remove, keep the, uh, at least some of the, I guess what's going through CD's head is keep the sentimental stuff in the home and move. Yeah, you're going to have very little space left to keep things in your, uh, in your official quarters. But then again, maybe in the military district as i recall then again this might be a good thing is the fact that if any people come into my apartment and they see a little too much crazy stuff in there wouldn't be very good but yeah so cd is organized so it's like bins or whatever that they are able to walk it around inside the probable cause to answer that original question so you've got 10 days to work on this um I don't know if you want that to be a job. I'm not sure how that would work as a job. This is more like a thing a montage. that is happening. The job. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> more really be the thing that we do. Yes. Try to find a way to opt out of Mandy Mini. <laughs> and also help CD with their stuff. That would be amazing. CD's makeover. Marie, Marie Kondo with CD. Does, does this spark death? Yes. <laughs> you got to get it. your groove back again. Okay, so yeah, that's a thing that's that's happening in the world around here, um, and you know that this will mean a lot of people. They've mentioned a million apartments, so a lot of people, mostly living in the outer layers, are going to be going through this same thing that CD's going through. It's going to lead to a lot of probably resentment, yeah, and possibly violence, protests. We don't know. Depends on how downtrodden the people are feeling at the time. I mean. The thing is that I I just imagine that they pick CD because they're like, oh, well, they're a low-ranking army person. We can just mess with them. Could well be. They can't argue with us because they work for us. Of course, the claim would would be that it is random lottery. But interestingly enough, it's, uh, I mean, as they said, only for the people who don't have biological needs in the real world. So that's mostly outer layer uh, folks with some parts of mid. So you've got uh, also some messages that are coming through to you from different sources as well. Augustus, you've got uh, a dead drop note that you received from one of your contacts. There is a pending request for contact from the uh, from the junkyard. And there is also something that Terry is holding on to for you. That is a notice from uh, the Umbral Investigations. I did want to, I did want to clarify uh, where if that the junkyard was like a separate message just for Augustus, not like the party job. Uh, a message from the junkyard. Oop, there goes the free meeting. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm gonna start another one. Where is our message from the junkyard? Ah, okay. Now the message for the junkyard is for the whole crew. Augustus, you have an individual uh, message, not from the junkyard, just from one of your contacts. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. And then uh, uh, Terry himself is holding on to a message for you, all that is uh, from the junkyard. Oh, and the last message was from Umbral Investigations. So the message from, oops, all right, Augustus, you want to read your message? Yes. Okay. 
So the message that you have received is from uh, Ishtar. You want to tell us a little bit about Ishtar? Ishtar is an underling in the cult of the Bacchanal. And, you know, I, I've allegedly left her as sort of a linchpin. She's she's she has a gift in that she's very charismatic and everyone in the cult really flocks to her and just, you know, will like die for her, uh, which is fantastic, but also very spooky. Mm. And she's very loyal, but a little like too narrow focused. Like she doesn't seem to have like any sort of grand scheme type thing. Like she is very just committed to the back and all way. Okay. So the message that you have received from her is um, you can tell that she's very distressed right now in, in the message that she wrote. As it turns out, as you know, the Church of Bacchanal is considered like a gray area in terms of legality. Technically, there's nothing illegal about having a cult here on the station. However, they are not under the control of a corporation, and they're not under the control of the uh, the military government. So there's always attempts to kind of get rid of them. Plus that the message they spread doesn't uh, line up particularly well with the official party line on uh, most things in life. So the message you get is that Ishtar has, dis- has uh, received from one of her agents, a spy, who is a spy in Huateng Media Group, the uh, official corporate news outlet that also tends to work for the Solar Free State, that they are mounting another aggressive smear campaign against the Church of the Bacchanal. So Ishtar is deeply upset. And what you have learned is that this is going to be like a real ad blitz. They're going to have hollow ads in the sim and out. They're going to have pop-up ads in like your eyes, because obviously when when your body is electronic and your eyes are uh, cameras, they can easily just insert uh, advertising into your field of view at any time they want. Now, there there was a uh, a lawsuit about a century and a half ago uh, mounted by the Solar Workers Union, which restricted the amount of space in your field of vision that can be used for ads at any given time to 30%. So at least it's only 30% of your, of your view at any given time that's playing advertisements. But uh, yeah, there could be pop-ups in everybody's view that uh, have these anti-church of back and all messages. They're going to have billboards in real space and uh, broadcasts, everything. It's going to be a real push to discredit the Church of Bacchanal this time. She has asked if there's anything you can do about it. Ishtar is aware that you have certain connections to the underworld and uh, basically is saying, like, is there some way you can destroy these ads, head them off, hack in, replace them with something else? Is there some way you can do this? So that's the ask from Ishtar. Head off this blitz before it can begin. Yeah, I will present this um, request to the rest of the party. Well, I can think of a few interesting things to do with that mandatory ad space. Do you want to take a look at your other messages first? Yeah, definitely. So the messages that are being held on to you, one from the junkyard and the other one is from Umbral Investigations. So from the junkyard, you have a message saying, please update. They're saying, uh, you got our money. Where's the artifacts? We hired you on behalf of the Solar Workers Union to recover the artifacts. We know something went down. There's no artifact in our hands. 
What's going on? The heat is only mounting. More and more factions are learning about this uh, this box that you have uh, that you obtained before your last session. Uh, you know, we're starting to get some heat from the Surface Liberation Front, from the Sodality of Preservation. They're putting pressure on us through Hornet Squad and Fireteam Orange. Closerine is getting into the mix. Even Thetacom, and I hear rumors that Thetacom is uh, being hired right now by Larap Automated. You know, the buzzards are circling here. we got to get this artifact now. A uh, question. How big is the artifact in real life and in the sim? It's like a USB key style thing. USB 10.5. Oh, gee here. Okay. Uh, okay. CD says after hearing that um, and says, look... Folks, uh, honestly, I'd like to do whatever thing would get the least amount of heat right now, because honestly, uh, I don't want to add to the case they have against me for the murder I did not commit. Fair point. That being said, let's go ahead and read the other thing we got. Sure. Would you mind playing that for us, Terry? Absolutely. <laughs> Here we go. And the last message comes up. And uh, it is a grainy security photo of what appears to be a tank driving through the streets in the outer layers, and it does not fit on the roads. So it is damaging everything as it drives around. It's got a turret, two turrets, actually, and like they're swinging in different directions. They're bashing into people's buildings as it turns corners. It's just like its treads are too big. It's too wide. It's too big for this space. It shouldn't be here. It's just damaging everything. The roads are getting torn up by its treads. No good. So this is from Umbral Investigations. And you don't know necessarily that they're the ones who are trying to hire you for this, but they've got the security photo and there's a message like, uh, behold, the latest from Exodev Advanced Armaments. This is supposed to be a civilian crowd control device in case of riots. It has gone rogue. Obviously, no one's doing anything about it because it's just rampaging around the outer layers. Who cares? It's already damaged. And uh, it's really embarrassing, so nobody's claiming ownership of the device. Well, right now, we could hack some ad space. Finish up with the junkyard and get the buzzards off their back. Or we go and get a new tank puppy. What do you think? I'm tempted to go with the airspace, uh, ad space. Not only do I owe Ishtar a favor, but I think using the reverse campaign to discredit some of the more diabolical establishments on the station while allowing the Bacchanal, who just won free love, to get a footing would help us on two fronts. Whereas I don't think we have the armament or imposing physicalities to stop a rampaging tank. Or anywhere to put it if I was able to <laughs> take control. <laughs> that too. We did just have a conversation about decluttering. That's fair. And we definitely can't fit a tank in here, right, Terry? Can we? It would depend on how large the tank was, really. Well, what about the tank in that, in that photo? Uh, Terry Terry doesn't have a body here right now, but uh, Terry's controls make a hollow of the tank. Well, judging by, let's see here. If I look at it and extrapolate from the surroundings, I can probably figure out that it would be approximately uh, this large. And the hollow projectors on the inside uh, of the 
probable cause projects a holographic image of the tank in real size, and it is about the size of the probable cause. So you're just seeing some internals of it. You're standing inside of bits of hologram. And Terry says, you know, on second thought, I don't think it would fit in here very well, would it? <laughs> maybe someday we can, we can maybe centipede the probable cause. Horrifying. I hate it. Absolutely. Same thing here. Now, what if we decided to take that ad space and hack it and then put this anti-tank like message instead? Well, I'm hoping that we might still be able to grab the tank after we finish with the ad space. See, I think that's thinking a bit small. No offense there, CD. And I don't want to involve my personal life into it, but I think that the, uh, the ad space would be an excellent opportunity to discredit one of the, the sun's most valued sons. We could just make an ad, like, pro, and then CD just stops, like, completely frozen, just doesn't even know what they're going to say. And they just kind of are frozen there for a second and don't move to make it seem like it's some sort of glitch because they couldn't think of anything. <laughs> an error of type 2049 has occurred. Cannot access printer. Exactly. And then uh, CD turns to Terry and is like, so Terry, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing just fine, CD. There are several of me out and about on the various errands, and that's always an exciting prospect. I can't wait for them to return and dock so that I can find out what exciting adventures they've been up to on your behalf. Terry, how would you feel if I decorated this area with this old sarcophagus model I have? Would you want one? No. Ah. I don't want a sarcophagus CD. Dang it, Terry. Enab Why won't you enable CD in the recording? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is a finely tuned smuggling vessel that you've installed me in here. The idea of using it to store a sarcophagus that we're not planning to sell just goes against my programming. And our better interest. I start taking boxes off of my CD, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Fake glitch because CD can't doesn't think of it, so they pretend that they glitched. Uh, sarcophagus. I, I've got rock and sockum reference, some kind of sarcophagus or coffin, my free space, the fake glitch, and then trying to get Terry to enable their hoarding. <laughs> Damn. Specifically, Terry. How close are we to bingo? No, not right. They're scattered right now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Augustus, Ishtar, did, did she want anything particular? With the ad space or just fix it? Just fix it, I think. Uh, I like your idea. I think we should be using it to disparage some sort of public figure, have them scattered to save face, give us a little breathing room. And if possible, we should take the tank, maybe paint it a little different. If anybody asks, we'd be like, nah, that wasn't tank. It's a different tank. This is Hank. <laughs> Good idea. Hank I love. I love the Hank. Other idea, also make ads showing the real size of the generators protesting them. Oh, see, that's even better. We can foment a, a, a proletariat revolution with people actually aware of the circumstances that people are living in, or will be. I don't mind having a generator. It's just too big. Gotta have that power somehow. We can make multiple ads. That's true. We can have them cycle. We don't have to think small. Now, this would require you to hack into the broadcasting systems of Huateng Media Group. Have you considered that maybe that's dangerous and perhaps even beyond your means? 
That's fair, but maybe we can get an edge in with somebody who has an in. I don't mean to disparage your abilities, of course. I know you're all very competent operators. I'll be very honest with you, Terry. I'm just very good at getting away. Yeah, I'm not some sort of elite hacker, though, either. Do we know any elite hackers? Come to think of it? One of you has a hacker contact. Oh, wait, I I just remembered. <laughs> I uh, I know a hacker by the name of Lord underscore Fist. The underscore makes you serious. Sure but are they leet? <laughs> well, I've never been caught. What's leet mean? By the by the way. Elite? Elite, I think. Elite? You know, like the beat agents. Ah. As long as there are any XX Master Shadow Assassin Ninja in the name, they're pretty legit. Well, you know, she's a lord. So Lord Fist. That's pretty elite as far as I'm concerned. How much would this set us back though? Oh, probably a few cred. Or we can owe favors, which is well, that pile's mounting, too. Terry, I don't <laughs> feel like doing math today. How much cred do we have? It should be on your ship sheet, shouldn't it? Let's see. If I've learned anything living on the sun is that we can accrue a ton of favored cred and favored data that just declare bankruptcy. You have two cred. That's left over from uh, the money that you stole from the dead guy. Rightfully claimed. You didn't complete that job. <laughs> but we will. We absolutely will intend to give them the box. Terry, do we know anything more about the box? I mean, money and creds aren't even real anyway. I suppose we could find out, but it would require plugging it into some type of machine, and uh, I don't want to do that. I mean, we could plug it into me. I can't get any more broken, right? You absolutely can. What? It would be very painful if it were some type of cyber warfare or virus. Maybe it's somebody's brain. It's impossible to tell. Ooh. I can't access it. It's got military-grade encryption. I'd love it if it was someone's brain. Wonderful. <laughs> You're a queer duck. I tell you what. Gonna tack off another box there. <laughs> Speaking of, what's the free space in the middle? Why wouldn't I give space. myself a free space? I'm Augustus. I have free space. <laughs> what kind of masochist doesn't give themselves a free space in bingo? I know, but uh, but the free <laughs> space, sometimes you label it. Just free yeah, space. He says something weird. That's the free space. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's no reason to expose myself to that much potential harm. So look, uh, looking at this mechanically, what are these jobs offering? So if we look at them, uh, smuggle the artifact to the Solar Workers Union, you will receive like two cred, which is the amount of payment that was being held in reserve. You will not get any additional cred unless you maybe try to negotiate because this is a job you already took on and didn't finish. So you could also try to, you learned from that message that there are a number of other people interested in this artifact. You could try selling it to them. You would take a pretty major hit with the Solar Workers Union and the junkyard doing that. So that job is worth two cred. The mini crowd control tank job is worth four cred. If you don't take that one on, there's no way of knowing how long that tank is going to continue rampaging through the outer layers. And the job for Ishtar is offering you six cred. Ooh. Very tempting. <laughs> Though I do want, personally as a player, I, I want more rep with the SWU. I mean, it's hard because I want to do all of them. Well, I guess I wouldn't mind not doing the tank, honestly. Me, per me personally. I think that the CD would probably not care about the tank as much either. I think Slip is most interested in uh, maintaining relations with the SWU, but would love a crack at um, 
hacking Huatang just for the sheer clout. Monies. Uh, in terms of the uh, your current status with different factions involved here, uh, you're at negative one currently with Huatang Media Group. If you do the job against them and they find out it's you, that's going to bring you down to negative two. A reminder, negative three means you're at war. That comes with a variety of uh, of changes to it. Currently with the Solar Workers Union, your status with them is one. If you screw them over here, that's probably going to go down to zero. Uh, with the Junkyard, your status will also go down to zero from one. In terms of Umbral Investigations, your status with them is zero. It's not clear whether your status with them will change or not, whether you take this job or not. Maybe they've contacted other other freelancers for it, too. We don't know. I say we throw in with the SWU and then see if we can finish this favor for Ishtar. No offense, Augustus. No, none taken. They're all very lucrative options. I will still throw in my lot for Ishtar as a priority, though. Uh, I don't want to be the deciding factor on this one. I well, Terry gets a vote, too. I got a vote now. Terry, you've always gotten had a, a vote, vote before. Nobody told me I had a vote. Terry, you have a vote. Terry. Wonderful. I vote you install me in that tank. <laughs> Terry, you're a you're a treasure. I want to be a tank. Is it? But what about They both start with T. What about robust smuggling vessel? That can be two things. That I'm well, that is true. You run multiple iterations of yourself all the time. I'm a very large brain, Slip. Extremely powerful. I'm an artificial intelligence, not one of these virtual intelligences running things around here. I'm the real deal. The if we get those is, creds, we can buy you many bodies. You'll be legion. That is true. I do like bodies. I do too. There's always the possibility that if we get the extra cred, we could buy the tank from whoever else gets it. Or, you know, we just find out who takes it, and depending on whether or not the odds are suicidal, we just take it from them. I'm not a I'm not above robbing thieves. Or below it. But are they How would you thieves? position that morally? If you're high enough, you're above the influence. So how do you do votes here aboard the Probable Cause? Do you just put up your hands? Do you have some type of secret ballot system? Is there a buzzer? Well, right now there's one for each, and we just need CD. Uh, CD looks, and if they could sweat, they would start sweating. Like, they're looking back and forth, <laughs> like... We could always roll a hollow die. How about that? Actually, I have a actual physical through uh 1d4 i could do or we could all in favor for the hollow die sure the dice lord's side terry all right what are the values associated with each one of these possibilities um one is solar workers union two is ishtar and then three is tank four or hmm. One and two, Solar Workers Union. Two and three, Ishtar. Wait, three and four. There's, there's and, some overlap there. And then five and six, tank. Very well. Here we go. All right. And uh, Terry projects a holographic six-sided die, which lands on a six. Well, there you are. <laughs> I'm going to be a tank. You're going to be a tank, buddy. We're going to get you in there. CD starts clapping. Like... Tennis clap. I can't clap while pushing to talk. Okay. I have moved the job mini crown control tanks do not work, all in caps, into the in-progress job window. So, this is the job you're going to do. As we, we decided normally, and as cognizant human beings. All right. 
So, uh, how are you planning this job? What do you What are you going to do here? How are you going to take on a tank the size of your smuggling orb? Well, what if we got like a like a Star Wars restraining bolt on like a crossbow? <laughs> I say we need to start with specifications. We don't necessarily need to know where it's cut, where it came from, but we need to know what makes it up how best to go at it okay we get a bigger tank to beat that tank up oh we have a bigger tank and i tap the hole maybe someday i'll have a gun we're gonna get you that gun terry what would you do with a gun smash the state cd Jeez. and how i mean i think yeah you do have weapons on this ship we never really discussed what they were but we can figure that out okay so it sounds like you want to do some research slip i would love to okay so you're going to be gathering information here. Um, so we're going to do a, let's see, how are you, how are you doing this research? Tell me about it. What does Slip do to find out information about this tank? Well, I think Slip might consider contacting people in the affected area or um, going there in person or in, yeah, going there in person and asking about experiences, you know, other than just, the general mayhem of this tank destroying city blocks and decimating people's homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, aside from there being a rampaging cyber tank, is there anything weird about it? Like, does it appear to have, is it all random? Is it in a certain radius, radial area? Is it discharging its weapons at random? What sort of weapons does it have? Has it been harmed? Okay. So you're going out to talk to people. It sounds like it might be consort or maybe sway. What do you think? I would, I think, mm, Sway kind of sounds to me like I'm trying to convince someone to tell me something. Mm-hmm. You influence someone with guile, charm, or logic. And then what does consort read as? Uh, Let me pull that up. You socialize with friends and contacts. You might gain uh, access to information, resources, people, or places. You might make a good impression or win someone over with your charm and style. You might make new friends or connect with your heritage or background. You could try to direct your friends with social pressure, but command might be better. I think consort makes the most sense there. Okay. So we're going to do a gather information roll, because why not? That sounds like fun. Sure. So this uh, does not have, it doesn't have position or effect. It's just a gather information roll. So you would roll that as a fortune roll using as the value your number of dice in consort can you do anything like can you push yourself with fortune uh yeah i mean i don't think for gather information you can because it's just a it's just a fortune roll well let's see what people on the street know what is your ranks in consort just one okay let's give it a roll then that's a critical failure well it's a one um so with a gather information roll that means that the information you get isn't very good the fortune roll determines how, you know, how good the information you get is. So let's see what you will learn with a one. Okay. So the information you learn is mostly stuff that you already knew. Uh, the tank is causing damage to like, uh, the infrastructure in the area because it's too big to fit. They didn't do their measurements properly. They used Imperial instead of metric, etc. It appears to be from some people who saw it from Exodev. Um, beyond that, the information you get is mostly people complaining to you about like, who oh, let a tank loose in the outer layers? This isn't a, uh, you know, this isn't a testing ground. Who do they think they are? And 
They destroyed my house, and they destroyed my dog's house. I don't have a dog, but I have a house for a dog, and now I don't have a house for a dog anymore in case I ever get a dog. And that kind of thing. People are very upset. My cabbages. <laughs> um, CD asks specifically if there's a number five on the side of the tank, if it is number five. With, with the role that we got, that information would be too specific. Dang it. Well, I tried to be coy, and I... After several hours of questioning random people on the street, I have learned nothing. If it's all the same to everyone, I'm going to go try to talk to the tank. Sounds good. We have, like, coded comms, right? So we can make uh, undetectable messages to other, to, like, employers, correct? Well, um, it's probably a system of dead drops where you could arrange a meeting. So, like, no secure channel? No. Okay. Um, how easy would it be to get a message out without the other two noticing? The other two people on your team? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it would depend on if they were watching you for that. Like, what reason would Augustus and Slip have to suspect you of making clandestine communications? They're your teammates. I mean, obviously they watch CD in some sort of odd fascination and amusement, but I don't know if... They would pay attention to CD trying to make clandestine mess, uh, dead drops or anything. Mission. I don't know. What do Augustus and Slip think? I think it would depend on how obvious you are. Like, I know when somebody's trying to do something shady and I'm getting the feeling that you're not terribly good at being subtle. No. I think Slip might be oblivious to that, just probably because they believe that any sort of um, malicious guile is beyond you. It's it's not exactly malicious. <laughs> if that puts yeah, I don't think Slip would be looking out for that. I just note that I have uh, with that roll of a one there. I've started a six tick clock of Exodev catches wind of your investigation. I put two ticks in okay, there. Okay, perfect. I figured. <laughs> While you were out asking around, you know, some snitches probably heard you asking around. Because I was thinking that. CD is sorry uh, about the other thing. I think CD feels guilty that we haven't messaged the junkyard back and that they don't want to get a negative or like try to assuage some of the negative fallout and just like want to somehow get information to them about the fact that like uh your guy got murdered. Someone knows. Okay. They they're aware that uh that their agent has died like they said we knew we know some stuff went down they still just are like why haven't you finished the job why didn't you bring us the thing so that's the main issue so they weren't like okay here's another drop or uh they're still expecting you to deliver it to the same place you were going to if you do it quickly enough like they are expecting you to do this now and you've chosen not to do this okay unless you are splitting off from the other two to do your own mission which you can do. Yeah, that's a possibility. It's just... Um, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm just afraid of CD going back to that bar again, basically. Um, CD would probably message them. Oh, that... Yeah, the, I don't think that bar was the expected drop point. That's where you were going to miss meet up with George to give him the box, but, you know, with George dead and the bar on fire, I'm sure there was a backup location that you had. Where is this back? Like the, where is it? Is it where there's a lot of heat or? It would still be in the mid region. So yeah, there's heat there. Um, 
CD will communicate to them then that they uh, cannot go into the mid-region because of the heat uh, personally. And you're not wanted there. Your heat level hasn't gotten to that point yet. You just have heat, meaning that you know people will be more likely to pay attention. But if you are spending your time engaging in this conversation with uh, the employers who are on the job your group chose not to do, this is basically taking up the time you would have to do preparation for the mission that your group has decided to do. Okay. Well, I guess then that CD is going to split off and try to do this other mission because the tank was the one one that they didn't really want to do. Okay. And they feel are you guilty. Telling the, are you telling the rest of your team that you are not going to join them on this job? Uh... I don't know if CD would come right out and tell them that. Okay. So you, what is your preparation for this job? What do you want to do? Because you have to smuggle this artifact now on your own through the outer layers into the mid layers to the meeting point, And you know that there are people looking for it. I guess what CD is going to do is try to dis- disguise themselves so that they no longer look. I mean, so we're not doing this in the sim anymore. This is completely in the... You can, you can move between the two. The sim is like an AR overlay. So you can log into the sim theoretically at any time, so long as it's running and there isn't a brownout at the moment. It's just like where you move in the sim is the same as where you're moving in AR, in, in sorry, in the real world. It just puts like a skin over things. Okay, just double checking this then. Like there are spaces within the sim that don't exist in the real world. Because there's more space there than exists in the real world. But when you get to those points, it's like your body just stops as the sim goes into, say, a labyrinth with a prisoner in the middle of it, like Slip did. All right. I have a plan. CD is going to make, uh, is going to try to rig at, like, the specific, like, locale where they would drop it. They don't have it on them, but they're going to rig, like, a specially timed, like, lockbox that um, will open up at the time that they would meet and have the item for the people so that if it all went pear-shaped, they would not be there. Okay. So let's do uh, a roll for that, for your preparation. Are you going to do any research into how to get where you're going, or are you just going to wing it? Oh, CD would, because this is rig, CD is probably going to do a lot of research about how to make like this timed encoded thing that only All right, so that all of that all of that is sorry to interrupt you. All of that is going to be part of your rig roll. The research you do, the preparation, whatever, all of that is your rig roll. Okay. My question is, the job, this is part of the preparation for the job, making the rig. The rest of the job is how is CD going to smuggle this artifact? through essentially hostile territory to the meeting point. What's their plan for that? Hmm. That might take a little bit of thinking. I mean, I could... Let me me check the skulk description, because I'm just thinking... Okay, so before you're looking at actions, I just want to know, like, don't think about this as as rolling. Right. What is CD going to do? And we'll figure out the role based on what CD wants to do. CD... Oh, wait. I just realized, what about CD logic? And I'm like, oh, no. CD logic. Uh, <laughs> CD is trying to become one with the Matrix and um, pass by unseen. 
Okay, so this sounds like you are doing, um, what's it called here? A transport mission, carry cargo and people through danger? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing, okay. Or, so the wait, detail the other one? that you need, but was there, there are six types of mission. Right, 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 right. Assault, assault, deception, infiltration, mystic, social, and transport. This sounds like a transport job, which means that the detail you have to give me is the route and the means. How are you going to get there and how are you going to carry the item? So the means you've got is you're going to put a time release on the on the on the artifact. The route is how are you going to get to the drop point. And the route is that CD is going to try to pass by unseen, like make it look like they're okay. going somewhere else, but pass by unseen in a weird attune-esque like pretend to be someone else. like it's basically i'm attuning to appear as something else okay so um because that's let's CD do logic. Your, yeah let's do your rig roll to see how well you do preparing this uh this device so mm-mm. i'm going to say that this is a risky roll because we don't know exactly what the artifact is and you might set something off and the effect is going to be standard because you're trying to create a fairly simple locking mechanism. Um, so do a risky standard rig roll. And I would like to push myself for this because CD has a... Oh, wait. How much can I push myself? Uh, look at the cheat sheet, Colleen. You have two stress currently. If you push yourself, you'll be at four stress starting the mission. Okay, so no. Then I will not push myself because I'd rather okay. use that for something else. All right, then just roll your rig. Risky standard. Uh, two. Okay. So, uh, it it doesn't work, but as you are attempting to rig the 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 time release thing on this device, it springs open, and you can see that a counter has started. A countdown has begun. Ooh. You don't know exactly. It looks like the countdown is a matter of hours five hours oh no so that's the amount of time that you're going to have to get from where you are to the drop point so we're going to do your engagement roll now i think and then we'll pop over and see what the other two are doing on the tank mission sorry sorry for accidentally well not accidentally hijacking but taking precedence here okay engagement roll is a fortune roll we're going to start with one die for sheer luck we're going to modify the pool for major advantages and disadvantages. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Um, I would say probably yes. You're trying to cross through dangerous territory on your own, so we'll add one die there. You're at two now. Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? I don't think so. Is the target strongest against this approach? In particular defenses? No, so that's a wash. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? I guess yes, because CD would be trying to attune with the simulation to be somewhat invisible or camouflaged. So technically, Slip could give them pointers into attuning. Slip is on a different job. This has to be one of your contacts. Oh, then let me look at my contacts. Either your contacts or the probable cause contacts. Probable cause contacts are AOL, Docmaster, A-Track, uh, the keen-eared bar keen barkeep at the Iron Butterfly, Og, a tow truck captain, XL, a diplomat, um, who is the person you are trying to get to right now, and Reuter, the info broker. Hmm. 
Well, what if the tow truck person... Oh, wait, no, it's not an actual truck that CD could hide in. Dang it. Well, the person is a tow truck. You could probably hide in them or in a box that they're dragging or something. Okay. Could CD, roll out. could CD use that as part of their way of getting there some, as part of the leg of the journey? Yeah, sure. We'll add a die for that. Are any enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? Take negative one if so. All right, so you're currently at three dice. Enemies or rivals. There are enemy factions involved here. Um, so that brings us to back down to two. Any other elements that you might want to consider? A lower tier target will give you plus one. Do you know? Maybe there's a situation in the system that makes everything more tricky. You are on a timer. So I would say that's negative one. So you have one die to roll here for your engagement roll. Okay. So just one. Yeah, and it's just a fortune roll that you're doing. Please, dice. Please, please work. Please make it up to me. Well, that uh, was four. a four. That, that did help a little bit. Okay. Mixed results. You're in a risky position when the action starts. Okay. And we will figure out what that is when we pop back over to you. But for now, so you didn't have a whole lot of luck with your investigation slip. Augustus, how are you preparing for the mission? I may also pull the old switcheroo and help my own goals by helping slip. Okay, and what does that look like? I want to try to see if I can get uh, Ishtar to send some Bacchanal folks to help the people disparaged by the rampaging tank. And, okay. And then, you know, uh, document the Bacchanal being Good Samaritans and the destruction caused by the tank. All right. So you want to get some assistance that will hopefully reflect well on them. Okay, so... It sounds like you're going to consort with your connections here, right? Yes. Okay. So this is a controlled, I think, and will have standard effect. Are you talking directly to Ishtar here, or is it to somebody else? Yeah, Ishtar. Okay. Okay. It's a half crit. So you got two, th two threes on the consort there. Um, I think in this case, when you approach Ishtar and ask for this assistance, Ishtar says, You know, I have a great deal of respect for you, Augustus. And I appreciate that you have priorities that differ from ours from time to time. However, we must focus all of our efforts on combating the smear campaign, and so we will not be able to assist you in this moment. My deepest apologies, friend Augustus, but you will have to go this on your own, as we have been left bereft on our own to deal with this campaign of propaganda. Why are they gonna be like that? Can I try to steal some robes? They asked for help, and you went after a tank instead. It was the dice's fault. Real friends would understand that we need the tank. These <laughs> are not your friends. These are your contacts. Everyone is everyone is Augustus's friend. See, it's what I told you. She doesn't see the big scheme. Okay, so what type of plan do you want to do uh, for the tank? Do you want to assault, do violence to a target? Deception, lure, trick, or manipulate. Infiltration, trespass unseen. Mystic, engage mystic way or sim power. Social, negotiate bargain or persuade or transport. Carry cargo or people through danger. What's your approach to the tank? You want to get weird? Always. I think I, I could enter into a contest of wills with it. <laughs> so the detail for a mystic plan is the arcane power. What arcane power will you call upon in order to engage this plan? My innate ability to communicate with digital minds. Okay. Your weird sim abilities? Mind freak. I'm trying to think if this would... Slips angel. How well this would work. Well, I guess we'll find out how well it will work when we do our engagement roll. 
Um, Okie doke. You get a weird ping from CD saying, oh, if we get the tank, can we name it Sheila? I leave CD on red. <laughs> it, was a, it was a group message, though, so Augustus can mark the bingo. It's another bingo. All right, something I forgot to ask you as well, CD. What loadout do you want to have? Just go heavy. Yeah. Just kill a bunch of people. CD would probably go heavy, actually, in this case. What? Rack up those murder charges. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I just not, want to be I'm clear with you. I'm not saying the CD has murder on their mind, but... It's an infiltration. So heavy means, that, uh, heavy means that it will be very obvious that you are loaded for bear. Okay. And you will have... Like, that would essentially be CD strapping, like, a, you know, a, a battle kit to their chassis. It would be very obvious that you're going somewhere to get in trouble yeah. or cause well, trouble. Well, it wouldn't be a battle. It would not be a battle kit, but you're right. Okay. Well, then, I guess normal. Okay. CD in a trench coat would be basically normal. Yep. To hide the things that they are taking you with know, them. So, I'll just put your these normal. These rules just get in the way of my fun sometimes. They don't have to. I'm just telling you. What the consequences are of the choices you want to make. I know. That's the problem. You want to bring your, your, your fight shovel? Bring your fight shovel. Just know that you're going to have to... Some people are going to f- see your fight shovel. No, Keva mm-hmm. had the fight shovel. CD does not. <laughs> Amandukai had a very nice fight shovel. That too. You got to be prepared to defend the magic boxes you steal. Augustus and Slip, what type of loadout are you going to have? I'm going to go with light. Yeah, probably light. We're just going to be weird. You're going to go fight a tank with light loadout. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's fine, fine, fine. Is this plan especially bold or daring? Um, I mean, bold and daring are synonyms of the words I might choose in this case. So yeah, we're, we'll be at two dice for that. Is it overly complex or contingent on many factors? It isn't. Um, your plan seems to be to walk up to a tank and try and mind freak it. So that's not complicated. That is my plan. Does the deta- uh, does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Mm. The tank is not alive, so it's not technically in the sim. So I don't think it hits them where they're weakest, but it's also not something they have particularly strong defenses against, so that's probably a wash. Any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight from this operation? We asked and they said no, so we're still at two. Are there any other elements that you want to consider? Exodev is two tiers higher than you, and it's a tank. So I'm going to remove a die from that. So where are we now? I have a single die. All right, let's roll it. Velvet, would you do the honors? Because I've had a cursed run of the dice ever since my session zero. Oh, I, I, I have, I'm not like I'm faring any better, but yes. You know I what? believe in the heart, of, the heart of the dice that believes in the heart of you. And maybe I'll even bring my large luxury item. I'll bring my gauntlet. <laughs> uh, what do I roll for this? Just my attune if we're being weird? A fortune roll. Fortune roll with one die. Hey. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, you got a five. It's mixed result. You're in a risky position when the action starts. You don't say. I mean, I did. Okay. So, uh, we're going to have to bounce back and forth between the missions here as things as things go. Yeah.